indeed there are more questions than answers like if you have a pillow fight with a memory foam pillow is it a fight you'll never forget <laughs> hi america hello well my name is adrian lee and i am your host my granddad slept with his head under the pillow once he woke up and his teeth had gone now he did make ten dollars though so not all bad oh I get good nice work <laughs> welcome to the show more questions than answers the only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre, and just plain weird. If you have just tuned in especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests, somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains, with the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. Each week we press our ear against the bedroom wall, Whatever my mother listened to before she went to bed picks and pulls on her unconscious mind, and that is what she snores. Let's have a listen tonight. God save the Queen. Na, 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 na. I don't know what it was like in America. At the end of the television viewing for the evening, 11, 12 o'clock at night, yep. you would have God save the Queen. Yes, we had Did the you National Anthem. Yep. Now we have 24-hour right. television. Yeah. But a little white dot would appear. We'd listen to God Save the Queen. You knew as a kid you were up late if you heard the National Anthem on TV. That was something you never got to hear. Yeah, I think for us the American flag flew. Yep. There you go. We got a white dot for some reason. I have no idea why. But that's what took place. But that would denote that you've had a night out or you've been allowed to stay up because you're at your grandparents' house and you've been very quiet and very sneaky. And they haven't noticed. I like our national anthem. I just thought I'd share that with you. It's 25 seconds long. You stand up. You sing God Save the Queen half a dozen times. And then get on with it. No messing around. Not like the Italians. They've chosen an opera. You're up there singing an opera for 25 minutes, of course. The American national anthem. If our shelling would have been a bit more accurate, you wouldn't have had much to sing about, would you? Right. Basically, you, what you're outlining there is a lack of accuracy in the department of shelling, aren't you, is what you're yes. basically describing there. So if we'd have been a bit more accurate, you'd have had to have found something else to sing about. So snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights, and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and awe value. 
To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show, so let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and adolescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years, with her own team called Hellhound Investigations, and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and EVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. She is also our producer and sound engineer. Heather wondered this week that if trees chirped like birds, no one would ever know. Welcome to the show, Miss Morris. Don't confuse me this early. No confusing you. You're poor walnut. You've strained yourself. It hurts. You didn't warm up, did you? Do you want some Bengay on that, just to get that going? Yeah. Just to juice that up a little bit. Your mm-hmm. poor brain. Yeah. She was uh, caught short by a niggling brain injury. Ruined a promising career in broadcasting. It did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a niggling brain injury. Yeah. I had a pet canary once that did an entire mating dance for an hour until I changed the battery in my smoke detector. I also wish to introduce the man and crazy Michelle Corey. She was born and raised in Mora, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle realized her dream job this week. She wants to push scared skydivers out of planes. Welcome oh, to the show, awesome. Michelle. I'd love that job. I want to do it. You want to do assistant. that too? <laughs> Your assistant to sky jumping pusher. Right, yes. just in case they grab onto the doors. There, you need someone to prise the fingers Kick away, mm-hmm. don't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll grease the doorways. <laughs> wow, we all heard that, didn't we? That's that's your official job title. Doorway, <laughs> doorway <laughs> greaser. <laughs> Unbelievable. Skydiving, all jumps are exciting until the last one. Wow, that joke always falls flat. <gasps> I also wish to introduce our resident psychologist this week, Chad Peters. Chad put root beer in a square cup this week and got beer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I've got time. I can wait. Square beer. Uh-huh. Yeah. Welcome to the show, mm-hmm. Chad. Do you know how to make a wow float? Root beer, ice cream, and a wow. Let's share that with you. Mm-hmm. This is Series 3, mm-hmm. Episode 63. They're mad, they're bad, and they're paranormal. I want to say, before we go any further, because we're just starting our show, and I want to give our listeners the benefit of what's taking place right now, live on Facebook. We have a Facebook site, More Questions Than Answers, mm-hmm. with Adrian Lee. Last week, I thought this was very successful. It just kind of happened. The best things in life are the things that evolve, aren't they? The yes, things that right. just happen there's a currently taking place there's a listening party so if you go on to more questions and answers with adrian lee while we are on air our followers our fans our listeners are currently writing about the show i'm sure they're criticizing my jokes no, they're not. are they really <laughs> as what? we live and breathe oh, I'm sure right now oh, there'll be a couple of people that like them Bunk, 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 Maybe bunk, one. bunk. You're getting all your bunks in early, right? Great. Nobody you're, you're that. In credit, at Credit Bunkville. Oh. The Bank of Bunk is I now like open it. for business. But if you jump over to Facebook, there is currently a listening party taking place where I'm sure there's gifts. There's all kinds of funny comments. Probably some rudeness. Give mm. more. Some hilarity. Probably lots of drinking as well, I suspect. But we start each round, each week, as the convention dictates, with our round of a general 
lack of knowledge. So we start, as always, with the Who Left the Door Open, Martin-sponsored gong <gasps> of Infinite Knowledge, with the ripcord of facts, the parachute of statistics, and with a 75-year-old woman harnessed to our chest. Here we go. Martin! Yay, Martin Gong! On this very day, there are points to be won, you would be pleased to know. But on this very day in 1819, Queen Victoria was born. Victoria! What a great song by the Kinks. Who doesn't like the Kinks? If you look up the Kinks, Victoria was a particularly good song. Ruler of Britain, the British Empire, Queen of India, Queen of the Commonwealth from 1837 until her death in 1901. But it's her birthday today, so... For the first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that bizarre, strange and fascinating fact about Queen Victoria. Are we feeling confident? No. Mm, Perfect. How many assassination attempts were made upon Three. her life during ah, her that was my guess. reign? How many are you thinking, Miss Morris? How many times did Three. Queen Vicky have to put up? <laughs> Trace. You are going with three assassination attempts in her lifetime. Trifecta. A trifecta, a triptych of assassination attempts. What are you thinking, Michelle? Someone will win the points. There are points to be won here. Nearest one will win. Five. Five. That's a bit cheeky. A cheeky five. You're going with a cheeky five. Chad. I'm going zero. You're going zero. Why would anybody want to assassinate a great queen? Mm, uh, we'll have a chat about the British Empire and our emancipation of three quarters of the world's population at some point in the near future, but not today. Michelle has won her first two flag-waving resplendent points of the evening, feeling very patriotic. She had eight attempts made upon her life. Hmm. Most of them came when she was in her carriage and people took pot shots at her with guns and missed, obviously. One gentleman jumped on board and tried hitting her over the head with a cane. That was one particular incident. But they were kind of drive-by shooters. That's not an attempt. Yeah. That's just a... an assault. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I jumped at you and tried to poke you with a stick. Does she that got, really count? She no. got Billy Connolly to guard her. It got so bad. Come on. That's right. That's how bad <laughs> things got. Stick-poking injury is very dangerous. You can have someone's eye out. It's true. But several people, seven of them, in fact, drive-by shootings back in the day, but in a carriage. <laughs> kind of the opposite of a drive-by shooting. Like, you drive by me, and I I'll shoot you. So I'm just, okay. you know, it's the opposite is what we're doing in Britain. I'll drive by in a carriage. You take pot shots at me. But it was, in fact, eight. So, so Michelle has won her first points of the evening. In 1858, Queen Victoria made her first attempt at a catchphrase, amused my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Things improved <laughs> with practice, of course. I don't get it. I, <laughs> I love this show. What was remarkable about Queen Victoria's wedding dress? It's a fairly simple question. It was black. She wore a black wedding dress. Marrying... Or off color. Prince Albert back in the day. You're going with... You always spread your chips, don't you? You mm. like to put your chips on red and black. So you're going with black and any off-colour. Mm. What's an off-colour? What would you describe as an off-colour? Blue. Blue's an off-colour, mm. is it? Yeah. So you're going black and blue. That's what my wedding black dress would be. Black and blue for the Prince Albert. Or blood red. Yeah. Red. You would look so beautiful. I'd love it. 
<sighs> Happy days. What are you going to go with, Michelle? What colours are left? What would you like to do? I didn't say it was a colour, by the way. I just mm. said what was remarkable about Queen Victoria's wedding dress. Well, I think it was white, and it set off the trend for white wedding dresses. From that point onwards, yes. everyone wanted a white uh, yeah. wedding dress. Chad, Ooh, I think thoughts? she might be right. Yeah. I'm going to go with she had magnets in it to attract his Prince Albert piercing. Wow, we're oh. doing that this early on the there show, are we? Oh, are you going to do the ball bearings thing? <laughs> well, maybe later if you're lucky. Mm. Yeah, we'll do that in the round of Not For Your Mother. I'll, I'll, I'll get the good. ball bearings out. Good. Happy got a days. story about that. Of course you do. Mm-hmm. I'm prepping you up. I'm setting you up for a story later on in the round of Not For Your Mother. But Michelle is 100% <laughs> yeah, right. correct. It was white. Most wedding dresses of the time weren't white they were colorful and it was considered boring and conservative and it was a color that was very rarely seen and you're 100 percent correct she set the trend for white wedding dresses and she also revived the lace making trade in britain and made them a lot of money when they were struggling at the time she had gained herself a rather resplendent posy bouquet all things bright and beautiful for as a child i asked my mother during a wedding why brides wear white she turned around and replied, because they are happy. So I said, why is the groom wearing black? <laughs> Queen Victoria was the first British monarch to use an electric what? I can't say that to <laughs> <honest. laughs> yeah. I knew that was coming. I can just see Buckingham Palace now. All the lights are flickering and dimming. And one of the foot guards is saying, wow, Queen Vicky's drinking the juice tonight, isn't she? Put another shilling in the meter. Curl- she was the first right. queen. Curling iron the first or perm mon- machine. You think she did her own ironing, did you? <laughs> no, curling iron or perm machine. A perm. Queen yes. Victoria, the inventor of the perm. Yes. Machine. Perming machine. The machine. She did love curling. She had air. the machine. A perm machine. It smells like a bird perm in here. No, please. God, no. You are saying Queen Victoria was the first British monarch to use an electric perming machine. Machine. You're okay with that, are you? Why am I here? <laughs> Michelle, what would you like to add? There's many wondrous uh, things. There is a list, actually, so you do have some opportunities here. I think it's a light. The first British monarch to use an electric light. Mm-hmm. Chad, what did she use that was electric? First monarch to do so. I was going to go light. I'm going to stick with it. You're going to stick with it. You share the points. We turn the light on and off. You're 100% correct. She was the first monarch to use an electric light. I don't know about the perming machine. (laughs) I can't do the whole list. (laughs) Yes, but perming machine wasn't on it, unfortunately, for Morris. (laughs) Who invented the perming machine? Do you want me to look it up? I bet his name was Trevor Perm. (laughs) Dr. Perm. You're wasting valuable time searching the internet for perming machines. QB Curly invented it. She was. Oh, no. (laughs) The first monarch to also use a telephone. Hello, is there anybody there? (laughs) That's my best Queen Victoria impression. That's pretty good. I would like a pineapple. A perm machine. The three three meat feast with a thick crust. I'd like a perming machine. little interesting fact for you. Alexander Graham Bell invented the word hello. That's 100% correct. Wasn't the first word over the telephone ahoy? Ahoy. That's what he thought people should use. Should use hello. Uh, She was also the first British monarch to use a train. A train from Platform 3 will be leaving shortly (laughs) with Queen Victoria. (laughs) 
on board. <laughs> Just so you know. Here we go. You leave this show <laughs> with more than you arrived with. The first. The very first. Wave machine <laughs> was done by Swiss hairdresser Carl Nessler. In 1906 in England. That, 1906. Yeah, well, she's been that. dead by five years since that point. Still could perm her hair. This is true. Let's dig up Queen Victoria and perm her hair. She's never looked better. <laughs> <laughs> Let's reanimate the flesh. Unbelievable. How many polite Minnesotans does it take to screw in a light bulb? All One. Show you. Both of them. <laughs> oh, no. oh, what? what? Everyone's no. being very rude and very mean to me. This isn't good oh. news for anybody. Oh. On this very day in 1941, Bob Dylan was born Ooh. a native of Minnesota. Of course, he is 78 today. So happy birthday to Bob. He's from dead. all at MQTA Radio. Most certainly isn't dead. No, he's, he's still with us. Dead. Oh, he's not <laughs> dead. He's not dead. Oh. Oh, wow. I thought he was. He's very no. much better. <laughs> it's the wave machine. He's 78. And at the time of this show going out, he's still with us, apparently. He's not dead. He's not dead. Are you a fan? Do you like Bob Dylan? Apparently not. No. Fan of Bob Dylan? I like some of it. Bob Dylan fan? Uh, compared to real Bob Dylan fans, no, but I like Bob Dylan. Isn't yeah. he the one that sings a bit whiny? Well, he's blowing mm, in the wind. Would, yeah. The times they are a changing. <laughs> blowing in the wind if they scatter his ashes. Knocking oh. on heaven's door. Oh my, there's a theme developing here. Yeah, yeah. I actually prefer the songs he wrote for others, like All Along the Watchtower. Yeah. yeah. Although uh, I think Hendrix did an amazing yeah, job. A Hard Rain's that. Gonna Fall. Mr. Tambourine Man, The Birds, right, if you remember yep. that. I think his work... When he's writing for other people, there's a tad better. So for the first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that strange, bizarre and fascinating facts about Bob Dylan. Great. Where else on the radio can you get Queen Victoria sandwiched up against Bob Dylan? Mm-hmm. Doesn't happen anywhere else, does it? That would be one weird sandwich. <laughs> it's a Victoria sandwich. I would eat it. Nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the principal... At Dylan's school. Did what during a 1956 talent show that he was appearing in? Miss Morris, what did the principal do at Bob Dylan's school? He went to school in Hibbing. We know that area, don't we? Up north by Duluth. There's Mm. a ghost hunting team based in Hibbing. It's a toss-up between puking and booing. Puking and booing. Yeah. The principal was either booing Bob Dylan on the stage, bearing in mind he's a teenager at the time, He's at school. He's in a school talent contest. It's 1956. Yeah. You are going with... Booing. Booing. Michelle, what did the principal do during a 1956 talent show he was taking part in? I think he removed him. He took him off the stage. Done. Enough. Finished. Finito, you're out of here. Chad, what did the principal do? You are on fire, the two of you. But mind you, Chad, all he's doing is agreeing with you at this stage. Yeah. But he's agreeing with you <laughs> because you are thing. right. I win. Nothing like it. <laughs> Being sick and booing. That would call for a stage removal. You are on a nipoir. <laughs> You've got a duck egg, Morris. You need to pick up your act a little bit here. And uh, whatever. The principal cut them off. Pulled the curtain on them halfway through a Little Richard song, apparently. Yeah. Devil's work. It's the devil's work. <laughs> Rock and roll. <laughs> Satan's spawn, I tell you. Because the principal was a leprechaun? I believe that to be true. Yes, that is 100% <laughs> correct. He was very short and came from Ireland. Yeah, they have a lot of those in Hibbing. 
This reminds me of Back to the Future. Do you remember the scene in Back to the right, Future? Right, right. Michael J. Fox is playing rock and roll music yes. on the stage. Yes. And it would have been about 56, 57. Yeah. And he starts, you know, playing his guitar a little bit kind of <laughs> Van Halen-ish. And he gets removed. They pull the plug on him. Uh, Bob Dylan was so unhappy about this, he never attended his graduation. He said, I'm done. And he walked out to have a career in music. It has been announced, actually, that Bob Dylan, the Rolling Stones, and Paul McCartney will all perform at a huge summer music festival this year. So if you're planning to attend, I'd get in line for the bathroom now. (laughs) (laughs) I love this show. He once lied to a girlfriend's mother so he could get sympathy by saying he had what medical condition there the best way to get on good terms with your girlfriend's mother is obviously to lie about your medical condition he wanted some sympathy he didn't feel like she was nice to him so all you need to do to win your points miss morris he was a little bit blind he was a little (laughs) bit what just his left eye i don't know he couldn't see very well no so that's why he had to be so handsy I couldn't see like, your daughter. It, it was a blind day. I went with the brow. It was dark in that restaurant. Right. Trying to feel the words on her shirt. So you're saying he said to his girlfriend's mother he was a little bit blind because he touched her up and he couldn't see where she was. Yeah. This I was is what you're going with. Trying to reach for it? the mashed tater. Yeah. yeah. You tried to go for the jello. Big scoop. You wanted a nice tater. bowl of raspberries. And you manage to feel up the girl. She screamed. Mother comes running. I'm blind. I can't see I anything. I can't help it. I she can't then see. bought him a no cheese food. grater for his birthday. Said it was the best book he'd ever uh. read. Michelle, <laughs> what did you think he said to his girlfriend's mother? He had a terminal illness. A terminal illness. Terminal is a terrible word, isn't it? And then you yes. go to the airport mm-hmm. and it says terminal. doesn't inspire you to fly, does it? No. Chad, what do you think he said he had wrong with him? Uh, some kind of like throat cancer. Wow. Miss Morris is one hundred percent correct. He said. Yay! Yes, you are. Even Morris is surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? He said he had a jitter, an uh, Ellen DeGeneres. He had an Ellen DeGeneres blindness. Apparently, oh. is what he said. Yes, to try and gain sympathy. She never forgave him, by the way. Oh. Wow. Apparently, he said he could only see the black notes on a piano keyboard. And that left him in very sharp circumstances. Oh, God. <laughs> ah, I love this show. What did Bob ah, Dylan that joke, well, introduce to the Beatles in 1964? Miss Morris. He met the Beatles okay. in 1964. What did Bob Dylan introduce them to? Oh, a round of applause? Because <laughs> up until 1964, <laughs> no one wow. had applauded. <laughs> Not a fan of the Beatles, I'm guessing. (laughs) What did Bob Dylan introduce to the Beatles? Oh, uh, eight tracks. Eight tracks. Yeah. Because they'd only been recording on four tracks up until that point. Yeah. (laughs) There's probably some truth in that. I think some of the early Beatles stuff was recorded on a four track. You can hear the drum pedals squeaking and things like that. It's a joy. Really? Absolutely. Yeah. Good times. Michelle, what did he introduce to the Beatles in 64? LSD. LSD. Chad, what are you thinking? The theremin. The theremin. Mary Juana. <laughs> the voice from the back corner <laughs> is 100% correct. It is marijuana. <laughs> I said LSD. I was going to go hallucinogenic. Yeah, yeah. 
I think it was a little bit early for LSD. Was it a little bit? A not little much. bit early. Yeah. The Beatles did try marijuana when they were in Hamburg in Germany a few years earlier, but they didn't like it. Uh, Bob Dylan reintroduced that to them, and they were hooked. And from that point on, they were smoking the weed. Ooh. There we go. John Lennon had a marijuana-themed wedding to a Yoko Ono, actually, and the guests ate all the rice. <laughs> <laughs> That was then. Oh, but this is now as so we enter our favourite part of the show. It's the mailbag! We love the mailbag. We love reading your messages <coughs> of support. We love reading your comments and your letters. Keep them coming in. I will read them out. If you go to Facebook, most people write to me on there. If you go to more questions and answers with Adrian Lee, you can see all of the comments for yourself. Lynn in Wisconsin. I promised I'd give her a shout out this week. Hi, Lynn. She made hey, Lynn. a wonderful donation to our studio. Oh, so awesome. Thank she you. She sent us a check. We have been struggling financially with the studio because, as you're aware, if you listen to the show on a regular basis, we lost a lot of equipment and supplies in the flood that hit the Midwest. And for about four or five weeks, we're up to our ankles in water. But all of the moisture, all of the wetness, nothing worse than a flood. Floods really destroy everything. Ugh. I mean, in many respects, a fire, you know, if you have a fire, it's the water damage that causes a lot of the problems from the firemen spraying water on that. But we did incur a lot of costs. So I want to say thank you uh, to Lynn, especially in Wisconsin there, for sending me a check. We have a lot of Patreons. If you wish to donate to the show, you can go to patreon.com, search for MQTA radio you do get a lot for your dollar miss morris explain to our fabulous boys and girls our crazy kids what they will get for their dollar you get extra episodes q a episodes you also get an extra audio play and you get early access to all of the shows all the time and depending on the weather you get video now too yay <laughs> yes <laughs> we're actually recording ourselves as we speak in the studio we will wave to the camera but if you wish to see us in glorious technicolor if you spend your dollar you can see michelle wearing her fabulous raspberry beret thank you i got it in a secondhand store did you really that's fantastic <laughs> chad is currently stroking his gorilla some sort of... <laughs> as i do that's not a euphemism he actually has a gorilla next to him in a chair that is true which is it's with a, a pair of glasses one. on which is very unusual might it's be big... true might be not miss morris in the corner of course on the soundboard but you for your dollar you will see us in the studio, Miss Morris is absolutely correct. You get a lot for your dollar. So if you wish to donate to the show, we would appreciate that. Go to MQTA Radio on Patreon.com and you will find everything on there. Heater is a good friend and Hi, follower Heater. in New York. Hi, Heater. He actually placed, he places a lot of things on our Facebook site. He, he does a does. lot of graphics, some amazing Photoshop awesome. work. This yes. week, if you wish to see for yourself... He's put a bag of MQTA skin tag jerky together. Yes. Oh, God. In last week's show, skin tags came up several times, and we discussed the theory <laughs> behind skin tag jerky. He's actually put a bag together with stickers on it. Yes. It looks like a proper bag of jerky. Gross. And we discussed skin tag radio as well. Yes. Yeah. And he's done designs <laughs> right. for that. Heater, of course, listens first on the Dark Matter Digital Network at 10 p.m. Central Time every Friday night. We have 100,000 listeners in 190 countries all over the world. Sam posted, thanks for the awesome show tonight. I know we all had fun with our mini listening party. Aww. Can't wait until awesome. next week. And she's absolutely right. We mentioned at the very beginning of the show, we now have a listening party. So you can jump over to Facebook, 
more questions and answers with Adrian Lee, and you can join our listening party. We can't obviously contribute because we're in the studio. Right. But at the end of the show, <laughs> we'll jump on and see how much you've eviscerated us, and we yes. shall have a look at those, <laughs> and we shall laugh. I don't look. You don't look. <laughs> I, I do. I, I tend to have a glance just to see what people find funny. Mm-hmm. I go through on my phone during Me. the show. Yes, I find yes. you funny in a kind of <laughs> in a kind of does this milk taste funny to you? <laughs> if you miss any of our episodes, we have platforms and everything is archived. You can go to soundcloud.com and search for MQTA Radio. And if you're listening now on SoundCloud, why not press the little orange love heart and show us how much you appreciate what we do. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify. Buzz All Sprouts, the fun platforms every single platform you can think of, and that's 100% free, so you can listen at any time, back to back, if you're on the train like Queen Victoria, if you're sat switching the light on and off because you're Queen Victoria, if you're using the telephone because you're Queen Victoria, or even if you're not Queen Victoria, which is the majority of the population, I would suspect, <laughs> you can listen to us back to back, in the gym, in the car, long journeys, taking the dog for a walk. In your workshop, you can listen to us on there. Explain what we do in our archives, Miss Morris, that we don't do on air. They get a little bit extra. If you join us on our archives, you get more of the show. Explain to our fabulous listeners what they get if they jump over to our archives. You have to hit up the archives because in the archives we have a Not For Your Mother section, which is a safe place for us to be naughty. Dirty. Naughtiness. Spanky. Gravel. What? Anyway, we can go and make it up. We can be a bit sick and perverted. It's stuff that you cannot get on the regular radio. So at the end of this show, when you hear our German classical music, jump over to SoundCloud or any of our platforms, and you get an extra twenty-five minutes of filth in a round that we call "Not for Your Mother." Lisa, a good friend and supporter of the show, and also a Patreon has posted. Thank God it's Friday and MQTA night. So ready for some laughs. I love this show. We love you, Lisa. Thank you. Matt then added, I admire your taste. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. We have a Twitter account. If you go to Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips, we have 100,000 followers on there. You can find us a call on Facebook. All of tonight's stories, the jokes, the cartoons, the banter, the listening party is on more questions and answers with Adrian Lee on Facebook. I write books. If you're into ghosts, the paranormal, if you like haunted buildings, history, urban legends, I've written a vast collection of books available on Amazon and all good bookshops. Mysterious Midwest, Mysterious Minnesota. Mm. Everything's there for you if you go and have a look for those. And I recently did an interview, so if you jump over to YouTube, Search for the Ethan Clerk show. Adrian oh, now yeah. get interviewed on there. Every Tuesday, we have a watch party. Explain our watch party, Miss Morris. What do we do on a Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central Time? Well, the first thing we do is we go to the liquor store. Yes. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> and then at 8 o'clock at night, we meet up on more questions and answers with Adrian Lee's Facebook site and watch The Curse of the Civil, Civil War, War gold, gold bollocks oh, stuff. Oh, and we have gift wars and drink a lot. Yes. 
Yes. Apparently. It's a pretty grim show, but we have a lot of fun taking it apart. We do. Oh, Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. It's so much fun. I love the fact that they don't have a permit to do anything. They know that a rail car went into the water in a lake and there's gold bars down there, but they're into the second series and they still don't have a permit. So now they're just treading water, figuratively. <laughs> and literally they are. So they dug under a strange house in last week's episode and they found a coin and it was backfill they found bits of old wood how they can drag this out for an hour is phenomenal you have to keep reminding yourself every 15 minutes what have i missed what's happened nothing's happened but you could if you had a decent editor you could take the entire series and put it into a two-hour special yet they've stretched minutes. it out for 20 episodes we got to see gary though the metal detecting guy from the curse and of he Oak found Island. a dirty dime yeah. nice <laughs> and a button wow just like the curse of Oak Island. And the weird thing is, as as terrible as the show is, the Facebook watch party is so much fun. Yes. It is. It's, it's a riot. hilarious. People say that they miss the show, and they go back and watch the show, and at the same right. time, yes. yep. go through Love the it. thread, so it's in time. Do with they what, really? Absolutely, oh, yeah. they do. <laughs> a lot. That is true. I did speak several weeks ago about an investigation I did recently, and I'm just going to chat about that, because I know our listeners like some of the paranormal investigations that we go on. I am the founder of the International Paranormal Society, and I've been doing investigations all over the world for the last 25 years. I have a book coming out, hopefully in the fall, around Halloween would be fun, wouldn't mm -hmm. it? On the ghosts and hauntings of the Dakota War, 1862. So I've spent the last couple of years here in the Midwest visiting all the battlefields, the massacre sites, the cabins. I've been in the museums. I've been to the graveyards, the monuments. Our team has been everywhere throughout the whole of the Midwest researching the Dakota War, listening to what the Dakota have to say, what the U.S. Army has to say, some of the pioneers that were slaughtered. It's been very interesting, a very, very interesting journey for a historian. There's a building near a town called Sacred Heart. It's a cabin, and I don't want to say a log cabin. It's like a concrete construction, but it was burnt down during the Dakota War by the Dakota Indians, and they let the family survive joseph brown and his wife susan because she was dakota so the family was half dakota half settler or white pioneer i guess and so they destroyed the building but it looks like amazing stone ruins it looks like uh, a castle that you would have that would inspire some poets of the romantic period like Ooh, shelley really? and byron it's a very very picturesque building overlooking the minnesota valley and all of the river there but only the jagged remains of the building are left, like teeth sticking up, like broken teeth. So I sent my team in there. We sat down. The first thing I'll say is that all the snakes in the local area no, no. were basking in the sun. It's south-facing. It's on a hill. So I walk into the building, and the ground's moving. Nope. There must have been two or 3,000 snakes. Do you know that scene from Indiana Jones? Yep. It looked exactly like that. Ish. Garter snakes. I'm not unhappy with snakes. But in large numbers. I don't mind guinea pigs, but if there's 3,000 of them, do you see what I mean? Just right. the sheer volume alone was uh, problematic, but they were kind of slithering around. That was the first thing. We started our investigation, and I'm not going to go into too much detail just yet, but through our equipment, through the ghost box, we heard a piano playing, like old-time huh. piano playing from back in the day. And we asked, did anyone play the piano? And the voice came through, yes, we played the piano. And I said, who played the piano? And the voice said, Susan, which was the mum. And I said, well, how many kids played the piano as well? And they said, eight. 
when I did some research, I discovered that when the house was burnt down, archaeologists afterwards, many years later, went through the remains and they found the remains of a piano. There was a piano there and I heard the residual haunting of a piano playing in the background. Wow. So I'm going to include that in my book and perhaps over the next couple of weeks I can start playing on air some of the recordings we've got of a ghostly piano playing in the background. It is time for Chad Peters, Dr. Chad Peters' fun and fascinating fact that's random. So see if we play Dr. Peters. Oh, here's a random one for you. What were boomerangs used for? I would guess they were weapons. I think they used them for killing animals, didn't they? Something like that. That would be my guess. It's a stick mm. you can't throw away. Yeah. Right. I've thrown that boomerang. I've thrown it away half a dozen times. It keeps coming back. Weeding. 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 Like like that. <laughs> right. Wasn't there a bladed boomerang on one of the Mad Max films? Yes, I <laughs> loved little, it. Little boys got one. Yep. And the guy goes to catch the it, and his fingers fly off. I remember such yep. wonders. This is true. So, yeah, a lot of people say that, that they were used for knocking down animals or something like that. But they were actually used to imitate hawks in order oh. to drive away game birds into nests strung from trees. They weren't even exclusive <gasps> to the aboriginal peoples of Australia. The oldest returning throwing stick was found in the Polish Carpathians and is more than 18,000 years old. A returning throwing stick. I love that phrase. Get me one of those returning throwing sticks. All these sticks haven't RTS. come back to me. <laughs> right. That makes sense there. If you're they do look like birds flying around. Exactly. Yeah. Do you know when you go grouse hunting or pheasant hunting, they have beaters and they beat the ground and the birds go flying up in the air to be shot. So I would imagine Dogs. a very similar thing. We now run into the first round proper that is ghosts and hauntings, Michelle's on eight. I'm yet to score. Heather's scored four, and Chad, with his towels of non-returning sticks, <laughs> has managed to push himself up to a six. I said it was a random fascinating fact, and he delivered in every way, right. shape, and form. Explorer claims to have photographed a ghost of a little boy in a haunted mansion. An urban explorer was left petrified after claiming he'd snapped a ghost of a little boy in a haunted house. Jake Parr, 31 says he felt uneasy as soon as he and his friends entered the abandoned Horncliffe Mansions in Lancashire. Minutes later, the group claimed they heard an angry, fast and frustrated footsteps coming from above. Oh, I'm angry! <laughs> <laughs> That'd be one of them oh, there man! angry footsteps. <laughs> oh, man, she's so angry! <laughs> Lordy! <laughs> County law! How did we go from Lancashire to Alabama? <laughs> that didn't take long, did it? about the same thing. Wow. But after looking round, this is where Brian's from. Brian's from Lancashire, oh, up right, in Manchester. Hey, he Brian. But after looking round, we're unable to find anyone else in the crumbling pile. <laughs> Would you like a crumbling pile? Not tonight. The explorer from Stockport, Greater Manchester, says he felt compelled to take photographs just in case he could capture something but was later shocked to see the image of a young boy staring right back at him. You could smell the rust and the rotting of the materials all coming together. <laughs> That's like me when I was a little boy. Oh, I can smell the bunk. <laughs> <laughs> if you are playing the bell, bunk and snort, 
drinking game. Your olfactory senses can't be wrong. You now get a shot wherever you are in the world as the faint miasma of a rotting boy wafts gently through your nasal passages. We all grouped together in the middle of the basement. It was as if we were being watched. This feeling hit me straight away and a voice inside my head told me to snap some pictures just in case. You don't snap right, pictures right. just in case on a paranormal investigation. You take them because it's part of the job. Right. You take baseline photographs and you have IR cameras and thermal imaging devices. Mm-hmm. And the ghost inside your head doesn't tell you to do that. Logic tells you to do that. That's uh, Yes, and doing the job professionally and properly, I would mm. suggest. I didn't look through my pictures at this point. I just snapped them and waited to get home to surprise myself and see if I'd caught anything. And when I did look back at the photographs, (laughs) I was terrified. (laughs) I could clearly see a little boy staring back at me, armed with a whoopee cushion, a catapult, and a frog. (laughs) And when I did look back at the photographs, I could clearly see the little boy's face. The Great Two listed mansion was built by mill owner Henry Hardman in 1869 was housed in a hotel. It's also been a wedding venue and a care home in its time. But since falling into disrepair a decade ago, the imposing Victorian mansion has now become a hotspot for explorers and paranormal investigators. I thought we'd snap a pic, or they're all just thick. You decide. (laughs) Go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee, and you can see that story for yourself in glorious Technicolor. As my team sits here eating uh, cotton candy floss in front of my very eyes. That was bacon flavor, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, delicious. You've got cotton candy here, courtesy of Martin. Thank Thanks, you, Martin. In New York. We're working our way through all the different flavors. We're on bacon. That wasn't the end of the world, was it? Yeah, yeah some are better than others, and this was... Uh, the pickle wasn't solidly great, was middle of the, Solidly middle of the road. What was the one last week? I quite liked that one. Was it jalapeno? That was a bit spicy, wasn't it? It was a couple of weeks. There's been, there's been, yeah. It's been hit and miss. Yeah. I would suggest I'm going to give myself two haunted little boy. It was the beer one. Points. Yes, the beer the one beer was pretty one was decent. Good. good combinations. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and or hauntings? Police in Las Vegas have made two arrests in connection with a lengthy scam involving bogus psychic services. Oh, oh I knew you was going to say that. Bum, bum. <laughs> You're doing your own soundtrack. You're, you're yeah. narrating your own life as it's happening in the here and now. Don't you? Said Adrian in a rather sinister tone. Yeah. Michelle laughed in the background as Heather. Oh my! As Heather started to take her clothes off. Oh Not even. According to reports, the scam began over a year ago when a California lawyer who responded to a flyer advertising psychic readings was charged. I really need to change my game. $1,500 for a chakra clearing. For a chakra? Yeah, I'll clear your chakra. No, you're going to give me a chakra. For yeah. 1500 bucks, I will. Wow. You'll I give promise. me the shocker. I'll even give you a double shocker like this. The double shocker. <laughs> oh, Black oh, fingers oh, on oh. one side, two on the other. Uh, I think they call that the snail. Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't want the snail. Gross. <laughs> Disgusting. No, thank you. <laughs> Within months, she had spent several hundred thousand dollars in cash on similar services. The scammers continued to bleed the woman dry by making her believe that her her life was in danger and that if she stopped making regular payments it would invalidate her protection you got to keep it up man 
Got to keep it up. Give, oh, yeah. Keep giving me keep a dollar. Going. Yeah, it's at least $2 a minute. Keep paying me. <laughs> right. Put it in my bank, in my bra. I don't care. Two people, a 52-year-old woman and a 48-year-old man, have since been arrested and charged on the basis of conspiracy, extortion, and obtaining money under false pretenses. A criminal complaint has also been filed against a third individual thought to be involved in the scam, but nobody can find him because he's psychic and he hid. Mm. He knows where they're looking. Mm. <laughs> he doesn't go there. But the fascinating fact about They're this... going to look behind the dumpsters at the back of Kentucky. <laughs> so I'm going to run out the front. <laughs> I'm telling you, they had a really good game going on because the caveat to all this is that lawyer was conned out of <gasps> $1.5 million. What? Yeah. Wow. One point five million dollars. That's ridiculous. Can you believe it? That's oh a lot of money. God. I shall give you two points for being fun and informative, and you're now to a rather haunted resplendent behind the back of Kentucky Six. I want to clear your chakra. Canadian <laughs> Lucas Dorr was escorted into a courtroom late last week, accused of having dug up a one hundred year old skeleton, boiling the bones. And drinking the water they were boiled in. Oh, I God. Likes, I like corpse juice. Corpse soup, anyone? Nope. Mm, Door 20 had to be guided into the courtroom by sheriffs because he oh. had placed his coat over his face to hide his identity. And he couldn't see where he's going. I know where he's going. He's yeah. going to jail. And, and into a wall a few times if I've got The precise details of the allegations against uh. Dora yet to be revealed, reports the Chronicle Herald. But court documents say he's been charged with possessing a skeleton stolen from their graveyard of the All Saints Church in Conception Bay South, as so well it... as interfering as a Conception Bay North, apparently, as well. <laughs> wow! If you're playing the Bell Bunk and Snort drinking game, Michelle has given you <laughs> another shot tonight, wherever you are in the world. So, Cheers! So, wait a second. He actually dug them up to make the juice smoothies? Yes, he made soup from digging up 100-year-old okay. corpses. Your mother's never tasted so good. Aged 100 Aged. years. Right. Fermented. <laughs> I can't. I'm going to throw up. Oh, vintage. Vintage. the lumps in there. I just want to know who's the victim here. Wow. The flesh just fell off the bones. Oh, God. Wow. That's mm -mm. unbelievable. Oh, Michelle's going. If you're paying a dollar on Patreon right now, you can watch her going green and being sick in the studio as we live and breathe. If you're on the carpet with that, you're going to have to pay for that to be clean. Cartilage red. Oh, man. Apparently, he used big excavation machines to dig up the bodies. So he's facing a charge of that as well and a breach of the core. He should have, if he heads out to Oak Island, they're removing these with heavy plant machinery as well. Bits and pieces. He can make yeah. his dinner. Wow. Did he get arrested for not having a permit? Yes, that was one of the key concerns. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> when someone buries their loved ones in a graveyard, there's the assumption they will be there and it will be their final resting place, as they say in the liturgy. So when this happens in such a shocking violation of the sacred act, it is shocking, especially for me personally, and the soup tasted terrible, apparently. Oh, mm, God. Yeah, not enough pepper. Wrong in the head or past the bread. You decide. Go oh. to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Ghosts and Oh, Monica Aramayo recently shared what she described as a perfectly timed image of Jesus shining through the clouds in Argentina. Nice. Yeah. Sharing the image online, which was taken in the city of San Salvador de Jujuy, 
Jijui. 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 She said she she wished to bless those who saw the image. It went viral this week with fervent Christians celebrating the miracle. Mariella Romano commented, The Lord will soon come for us all, and we should be ready. Meanwhile, Carlos Daniel Nivea said, Thanks for the image that allows us to keep on our path and have a better hope for tomorrow. Nice. But a skeptical Romina Salinas wrote, If Jesus came back, he would make us all disappear because we are worth nothing. Nothing, I tell you. (laughs) Wow. I don't know how you can say that. I make really good shortbread. I have my worth. I have shortbread. I personally only see the sun coming through the clouds, but people see what they want to see. Eagle-eyed commentators also said they saw the figure's robes and even the crown of thorns with which he was said to have been tortured. That's a lot in a cloud, isn't it? It's a lot in a cloud, man. Paradelia. Looking for things yeah, that aren't there, I guess. What'd you call me? I called you Paradelia. <laughs> you're breaking my heart. You're shaking my confidence lately. Critics claim the photo had been doctored or was just a trick of the mind. The phenomenon is the human tendency to spot familiar images such as human faces in abstract patterns. This I, is. I bet everybody down there is thanking Francisco Pizarro for bringing Jesus in. Probably. Yeah. I yeah. want to mention when we go to this point that you actually get clouds called nimbus clouds. Yeah. And a nimbus in Renaissance art is the halo around someone's head. It's, it's called a nimbus. Nimbus. So I like the way the two things have been put yes. together there. This is not the first time Jesus has shown up in strange places. Jesus. He's in a cheese no, sandwich. What are you Jesus. about, Heather? I was thinking I was going to smack him in his nimbus. You're going to punch me in the nimbus? Put a broomstick up there. I have to say, that's one of the nicest nimbus I've ever seen. You've got a lovely nimbus, man. I'm going to smack it off your head. I'm sorry I touched your daughter's nimbus. I've got an Ellen DeGeneres <laughs> Nimbus. Nimbus. That's a great word, isn't it? It is. I like to say it. Nice Nimbus, madam. Yeah. yeah. One of the best. This is not the first time Jesus has shown up in strange places, with oh, perhaps oh, the yeah. most infamous appearance being in a slice of toast. Yes, cheese on toast. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My own personal <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Why wow. I buy Marilyn Brand- Manson brand toasters. And Depeche Mode, of course. Mm-hmm. That comes to the end of the round. That is Ghosts and Hauntings as we sprint into the round. That is UFOs and Cryptozoology. Michelle's on eight. I am now on four. Heather scored six. And Chad is also on six. Ghostbusters star Dan Aykroyd is convinced aliens are already here. And that they want to have sex with human women. Apparently everywhere except Florida. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Why not men? Well, we're going to get to this, okay. but I like the fact that aliens have traversed the entire galaxy and then they've made a decision about where they're now going to go to have shenanigans. Mm. It's all that competition stopping me from getting laid. What was that, Jeff? Was it, who was the guy who was in the fly? Jeff Goldblum. Goldblum. That's the guy, and he was in Jurassic Park. He did a film, didn't he, called Alien England Earth Girls? I'll get there in the end if it kills Earth me. Earth Girls Earth are easy. easy. Yes, Earth Girls are easy. Ghostbusters star, yes. Except in Florida, the actor says he's seen four UFOs, apparently, and that most extraterrestrials who pop by Earth are just tourists come to look at this beautiful planet. Except in Florida. Yeah. They're sex tourists. These are sex (laughs) tourists, apparently, is what he's saying. However, the star is concerned that some aliens want to harm people and use them as lab 
rats. And Dan is convinced that 60% of us already know it's true. He told the Daily Star the proof is going to start dribbling out. You don't want it dribbling out, do you? That would be terrible. Terrible. The aliens are interested in your over. They're interested in your over, um, Chad. I have... Your I only have femininity. Very few of them. Your reproductive <laughs> parts. Your DNA. They would love to draw blood and fluid and would love to impregnate a woman and produce a hybrid baby. That is what they're up to here. How does he know all this? Where is he getting this stuff He's from? Dan flipping Ackroyd, man. Yeah, how could he possibly be wrong? He's smart. Yeah. He added, I believe some aliens are here to harm us as well. There are many that come here with nefarious purposes. So rape and organ retrieval is not nefarious, apparently. They're doing terrible things as well as that. The Blues Brother actor 66 isn't the only star who has spoken about their alien encounter. Former model and ex-Rolling Stone wife, Ronnie Wood, Joe Wood, has been open about her belief in the extraterrestrial world. She recently appeared on This Morning to talk about her new podcast, Alien Nation. Joe said her fascination with the extraterrestrials started at around the age of 12, when her dad was reading a magazine called Is God an Astronaut? That's a Van Daniken book back in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Joe 64 told host Holly Willoughby and Philip Schofield about the time she saw a UFO in Brazil. She was with Ronnie at the time, and when he shouted for her to come outside, he'd seen something in the sky. I went out there, and it was over the sea, and it was in the shape of a UFO. There was lights reflecting in the sea, and then all of a sudden it shot into the sky, and disappeared very quickly. It was on the front of all the local papers, and hundreds of people had seen the very same thing. Alien love, or heavens above? Where are all the female aliens? Right, Why I are there female aliens wanting to get it on with men? They're right. at home with the kids. They're at home with the <laughs> right. kids. What time do you call this? Where is that lipstick from? <laughs> that's not lipstick, that's a rash. Great. Wow. They're over here. Taking all of our women, I tell you. That's terrible. <laughs> and by the way, that's another species. Right. So that's like like going to the zoo and having amorous physical encounters with all of the animals and thinking that's perfectly okay. Works for horses and donkeys. We can't go back to the camel enclosure. We've been banned. <laughs> that camel still rides every Christmas. <laughs> we. There's so, definitely some cross-species things going on here. Why hasn't that been acted upon? Why do they think that's okay that you could do it to another species? Let's go to the pet shop and see what we can come up with. Michelle's already been there. Yes, there's nothing left. (laughs) Miss Morris, what have you got for me in the round of UFOs and cryptozoology? Peculiar video footage has emerged showing a vaguely, vaguely humanoid shape floating across the sky over Burbank. It's always in California, too. It's, you know, Florida, California, whatever. Recorded by Pablo Morales. On a peculiar, peculiarly, particularly thunderly day. Earlier this month, an anomalous object has no discernible features and does not appear to be an aircraft. Morales, who was with his family at the time, was seemingly so taken aback by what he was seeing that in the video he can even be heard suggesting that the spectacle was and has divine significance. Probably. Yo, is this Jesus Christ, yo? Oh, here we go. Jesus <laughs> yeah, yeah. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> he can be heard saying, Please, oh Father, oh God, Jesus, 
Yeah, I've not seen scenes like this since The Exorcist. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Max von Sydow when you need him? <laughs> Skeptics, meanwhile, have argued that the object is more than likely to be a novelty balloon or perhaps a bunch of balloons that has escaped its moorings and has been blown through the sky by the wind. Without clear footage, however, it is difficult to know for what it is and can be. The answer, my Maybe friend, balloons. is blowing. Maybe not. Oh, Jesus! What is it? The answer is blowing in the wind. <laughs> Were there not 99 red balloons? Jesus oh, Christ! It is bop, bop, bop. That would have been the <laughs> devil. Oh, help me, Father. Oh, I was thinking the same thing, to be honest. <laughs> oh, That's it. You're done with that. Have I got time to squeeze one more in in the round of The Strange and the Bizarre? How quick can you read? Oh, I can read very quickly. There you go. The length of a person's fingers could provide a clue to their sexuality with women whose ring fingers are longer than their index digits. They're more likely to be a lesbian, a study has suggested. What about my middle finger? Ooh. Well, that's a nice long one. There you go. <laughs> Researchers at Essex University looked at sets of identical twins where one of the siblings was heterosexual. I'm from Essex. I'm glad they're not wasting my time and money with stupid studies. I have a PhD in finger length. Just thought I'd share that with you. Great. They found that the homosexual twin tended to have... By the way, it's difficult finding twins. To then yes. find twins where one's heterosexual and one is homosexual is a remarkable thing. And yes. then you've got to persuade them to be part of your study. Yeah. The University of Minnesota does a lot of twin studies like that. The twins. So yeah. in the Twin Cities, uh, yep, they exactly. do a lot of work yeah. on the twins. They found that their homosexual twin tended to have a greater difference between the length of their index and ring finger with the difference most pronounced amongst women. And I bet every single listener of this show right now is now looking <laughs> at their fingers. And is that the same way? And are you a lesbian? I was no. looking at Michelle's. You were looking at Michelle's. <laughs> Previous researchers indicated that exposure to the male hormone testosterone in the womb could be linked to differences in finger length and also to sexuality. Men and women typically have different finger patterns. Women tend to have a ring and index finger of similar lengths, while men are more likely to vary. Babies who are exposed to more male hormone in the wound tend to develop more male typical hands. The latest studies suggest that those with varying finger lengths are more likely to be gay. So E.T. is gay. You heard it here yeah. first. Phone home. He wanted to go back to his boyfriend. Who <laughs> knew? Looks like I'm gay or I don't believe a single word. They say you decide. Go to our Facebook site. More questions than answers with Adrian Lee. We now enter the round that we call Not For Your Mother, which means you've come to find us on one of our platforms. So thank you for making the effort to search for us. I hope it's worthwhile. We will try and be filthy and funny and informative all at the same time. This means you're on one of our platforms. If you're listening on SoundCloud, why not press the little orange love heart? If you're listening on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, why not write a nice little review like Good Job MQTA? That would help us enormously and we'd be very very grateful for that if you have small children in the room if your mother's of a nervous disposition she needs to remove herself you can also cut and paste the link and post on your social media that you're listening to the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world an australian newsreader might want to think about sacking her stylist after being ridiculed online for her outfits unfortunate shaped neckline again <laughs> natasha bellend oh, it's belling, I believe. <laughs> An anchor at Australia's Channel 10 eyewitness was spotted broadcasting in a green jacket. And viewers were quick to point out a design that looked very much like a penis. It was her spring collection. 
God. After one beady-eyed viewer pointed out the misshape on Reddit, thousands of users were quick to jump on the bandwagon, also finding the shocking outfit choice hilarious. That's what we're wearing next week. Yes. We're going to have a penis (laughs) neckline on your neck, right there, pointing downwards. One user wrote, wow, it doesn't even look just a little like that. It looks 100% like that. (laughs) Almost like someone drew it and plastered it on the photo. Perhaps someone drew around it. Plop it on the page. (laughs) Yeah. Draw around it. There you go. You're going to need a bigger sheet of paper. While another wrote, imagine if she went in the front of a green screen. Another user hilariously wrote, would love to know her reaction when this is revealed to her. And it would seem Natasha Belling isn't the only newsreader to have gone on air in the so-called penis jacket. See, told you. That's what they'll be playing for. This is a green penis jacket. This is what I think (laughs) the uh, Masters needs to embrace in the Gulf. I want to see Tiger Woods... Wait. I want to see Woods in a green penis jacket. But I got something. Here we go. Can we play Who Wore It Better? <gasps> Who Wore yeah. It Better? <laughs> Chad pulled it off. Oh. <laughs> Controversial. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> pulled off the green penis. I see what yeah. you've done there. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Other presenters, including Samantha Heath Wood. There's a lot of wooden bellends around here, isn't there? Yeah. There is. A newsreader at Brisbane's Channel 9. You can just imagine 9 having a fight with 10 channel Six. 9 channel 10 let's go for it <laughs> it's a cock fight the anchor- <laughs> straight out of anchorman. anchorman i'll bring the trident <laughs> you straight out killed somebody you might want to you Sweet might want to go into hiding for a while wow they've also donned this bizarre outfit in front of the nation apparently neckline willie or don't be so silly. I want to see a blues guitarist called Neckline Willie. Oh, yeah. Let's go and see Neckline Willie, the king of the Delta Blues. <laughs> Woke up this morning. <laughs> feel around for my shoes. <laughs> I've got those penis neckline blues. So, to be clear for listeners, <coughs> it sits a little too far out on the shoulders. And then comes and in. It, yeah, the neckline. Down. Yeah. Everything's pointing. down, but like kind of thin. Thin. Mm-hmm. I see where you're going with that. Mm. I like the way you describe that for everyone listening on the radio. Yeah. If you go to our Facebook site, of course, you can see the twig and berries hanging around the woman's neck. <sighs> That's where I wear them. Yeah, you wear them around the neck, dear. <laughs> to the best of my knowledge, she's never had a sore throat. Oh. oh. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round that we call Not For Your Mama? Over the last few months, we've heard tales of some pretty brazen bridezillas from those who think Flora should work for free to those who expect other people to pay for their honeymoon. Yeah, duh. (laughs) But we may have just come across one who really takes the cake. The unnamed woman uploaded a rant to Facebook where it was then shared on a wedding shaming group they and them posted Bridezilla on Reddit. Yeah, absolutely they Bridezilla. do. Mm-hmm. My special day is ruined because you're wearing sneakers. And that well, was just the pasta. You're going to love the way this one got ruined. Well, her shocking words have caused people to brand her a disgusting person. She's mm. disgusting. You're disgusting. The They're way all disgusting. she dressed was disgusting. In the post, the bride-to-be reveals she's trying to prevent her fiancé's three-year-old daughter from attending the wedding. 
She's stupid. As part of this, she yeah, lists... she's three. She can't even drive. No, I'm talking about the bride. <laughs> oh, the bride. <laughs> can't write cursive. Your Barbie car. That's right. She's got a big wheel. The bride needs to be boob punched. Have you been drinking, madam? <laughs> Cooter punched. I know. Well, as part of this, she lists the reasons why she doesn't want her there or the three-year-old there and shares her cruel nickname for the child, which is Crotch Goblin. Lovely. Crotch Goblin. Her fiancé's daughter. I saw a video called that once. <laughs> it was like a spin-off from Lord of the Rings. I thought right? I was the only one. <laughs> oh, no, I've been there. Michelle Starr's We there. watched it together. <laughs> she wrote, how do I tell my fiancé I don't want his daughter at our wedding? How cruel is she? That's ridiculous. How is she getting married? I don't know. She said... I put no kids on the invite, so I thought, like, he'd <laughs> get the point. Get the, get the hint. But he keeps mentioning her being there. Like, I'm so sure. I said no kids, so that means yours, too. Duh, fiancé. Wow. And then she said, I'm marrying him, not his crotch goblin. I disagree. I think if you've wow. got kids, you're, yeah. you're marrying the kids yeah. as well, aren't you? They're kind of involved. That's like, right. legally, and they're then involved. she goes on to say, that's his mistake, not mine. Ooh. I know, right? I would love to know who she is, because I just want to fucking her. He's a lucky her. man, isn't he? What a lucky man. <sighs> Blessed. Yes. He must be awful. Wait, wait, She said, I don't want her there because she's like needy as fudge and makes everything about it's three her. Year, it's three year old and three. I said, no effing kids. Like, why can't you get it through your head? Unsurprisingly, her rant wasn't met with much helpful advice, though people strongly <laughs> suggest the groom cancel the wedding. Yeah, no kidding. Run. Right. Yeah. Freaking run. Run. Hide. Yes. <laughs> fast as you can. You need to do a, what is that little running man with the red hat? Uh, Where's uh, Waldo in the Forrest marathon? Forrest Gump. You oh. need to Forrest Gump it out of there. you drank I like running. <laughs> like, the braces need to be flying off as you're going They're calipers. You got some of the details, right? Take your crotch goblin and get... <laughs> you need crotch to gump goblin. it out of there. <laughs> Lovely. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so she said, oh, so people were telling her him that he should cancel it. One person wrote, I don't want kids, but this bridezilla is disgusting. And then another one wrote, why marry someone with kids if you don't like kids? Yeah, I was going to say, one of the prerequisites, if you're a guy and you're marrying someone, wouldn't one of the prerequisites of that is that you got on well with, with your kids, kids. Right? yes yeah, exactly. i said no kids on the invite duh that means yours too because at the very least that child's gonna be around for another 15 years legally. absolutely mm. yes dude gump it out of there yeah wow married bliss or you're taking the pleasure out of weddings you decide <laughs> go to our facebook site more questions and answers with adrian lee michelle what have you got oh. for me tonight in the round of not for your mother Body modification isn't just aesthetic. 
No, it's fun for all the family. Yeah. Yay. Mm. I've been considering it. Yes, I've been considering it for the family. <laughs> for your mother? I thought your mother could do with some body modifications. Oh, <laughs> my hey. God. Me too. I want her head off. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Ouch>. Controversial. <laughs> Wow. That's a good one. I'll go and get a stick. <laughs> nice. Just do the show with your mother sitting on the edge of the table. Alas, poor mother. <laughs> what do you think of the show so far? Rubbish. <laughs> Have you met Mother Yorick? <laughs> I knew her well. Yeah, yeah, I knew her very well. Wow. Oh, well. Oh. Apparently, certain procedures can help to improve your sex life. Some blokes are getting beads inserted oh, oh. into their genitals. Hang on. There's another yeah. one I've blown up. Mm. I can't go back to Michael's, by the way. I got banned from the bead aisle. <laughs> that... big... I'm thinking those big wooden ones. Yep. Do you know you see art teachers wearing them? Imagine your art teacher at school had a big wooden... The bead macrame, that, yeah, that's what I was say, the macrame bead. Macrame yeah, the bead. Macrame bead. You're gonna have to push the macrame bead up the aisle, blow it up like a horse tablet. There. Yeah. <laughs> Halfway no. down. Yeah. Keep going. No. And the process is known as purling. Or purling. Or oh. speed bumps. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Apparently, these bumps, or as Heather just said, speed bumps. See? Yeah. Yeah. How did you? Hang on a second. <laughs> Hang on. Stop right there. Put your finger on it. Morris. What? How did you know? That's a very specific Why is term. your nose flaring? Because I want to know. Your nimbus is inflamed. Oh, my. Look how swollen your nimbus is. nimbus is so swollen. swollen. So swollen. swollen. Tell me, Miss Morris, how you know the technical phrases for pushing beads up your eye hole. <laughs> Tell me how you know such wonders. I guessed. She she's likes bead work. They don't actually... go in your eye hole. <laughs> right. They don't go in your eye hole. But I... they are speed bumps. They are speed yeah. bumps. Mm-hmm. She's one of Urban Dictionary's biggest contributors. That's Ish. right. <laughs> nice. I see what you've done there. They don't go up your eye hole. No. That was another story. <laughs> That's another story. That's another story. eye shaped. They can help to increase penis girth. And apply extra pressure to the clitoris. Nice. Which they spelt really wrong in this article. Oh, no. <laughs> well, it was probably a man that wrote it. <laughs> never Lucky found, found it, it even in the dictionary. <laughs> he looked in the dictionary, couldn't find it. Right. Under pressure. <laughs> wow. According to aesthetic specialist Genova Rain, purling has risen in popularity recently. The expert... Expert Heather Morris, <laughs> who has worked in Windham, Minnesota, yes, who has worked in the industry for 14 years, has carried out the procedure on many clients in her Leicester-based clinic. Many, yes, she told the Daily Star online, genital beating or purling or speed bumping, is the insertion of implant-grade silicone beads or other shapes. Under the skin of the penis. Oh, I have silicone in my studio. In your where? In my studio. In your studio. Studio. Everybody else calls it too. She's got lots of beads. beads. (laughs) Lots of beads. In In her studio. (laughs) (laughs) Pinio. Yeah. 
I have been been doing these procedures for eight years now, and there has been a steady increase in popularity, mostly due to awareness of the procedure. So why are so many blokes getting beads inserted? Apparently, the procedure can have a number of surprising benefits. Yes. I like to be surprised. Well, when she reads through I these don't. benefits, <laughs> me and Chad are going to decide between us whether it's beneficial or not. Okay. I'm already doing it. All right. Genova says purling can help make the penis feel thicker and more appealing to women. Okay, I like that one. Next. No. It's not. You're not <laughs> yeah. going in with a knife and no. putting beads in there. Next. So no. Just... She added genital beading is sometimes used for decoration. Look at this. Oh. Merry Christmas. Uh, yeah. So I don't if like, I can like... have it hang out of my Speedo and people will be impressed. Chad, that looks aesthetically pleasing. All right. Congratulations. Oh, I'm, in. I'm in. First right. of all, one of us. I don't like really looking at it on a good day. Least of all, I don't want it coming out looking like a warty toad. Like bedazzled. Like a warty toad. <laughs> <laughs> if you kiss a it, Michelle, toad. it'll turn into a prince. <laughs> right. Not again. No, I'm not going to catch you twice, am I? Oh, warty toad. Oh, warty toad. But mostly used to greatly improve your sex life due to the increased girth, enhanced sensitivity, and extra pressure. Why hand sensitivity? Explain. It's not my story. Don't look at me. But you have the parts. I don't know why I imagine happens. if you've got beads moving around, it makes it more sensitive, I'm So guessing. does it roll around like a ball bearing? Yes, you're putting wheel bearings around your twig and berries. So it'll spin or I have no idea. go faster? This does is it, the first I've heard of this. Does it make the clacking noise like those little beads <laughs> that you can buy like at a clackers. novelty shop? <laughs> yes, yeah, so you break your wrist. <laughs> so all of a sudden Hang on, it's like... <laughs> what are you doing in there? Is Don't it, come in. It should sound like that. Don't come in. <laughs> and relax. running in flip flops. <laughs> oh my! Gross. Sorry. Disgusting. I know. That was invented by a Frenchman, of course. <laughs> Philippe Flap. Disgusting. They benefit yourself and your partner. Nice. Fun for all the family. Yes. These claims are echoed by. Dr. Natalie Roberts, a GP for Medical Helpline Dr. Mortens. She previously remarked, enhancing sensation during intercourse is one of the reasons many men have the procedure done. In the same way that a rib condom works... Well, let's go down that road, shall we? Instead of, you know, having beads inserted to your bits and pieces, let's just go and buy a prophylactic and we'll call it good. Yeah. Or save all the money on the prophylactics and just get it inserted. How many silicone beads do you add? Do you get like the extra large bundle? (laughs) The extra large bundle. It's like a grab bag at Michael's when they've got a sale on. Or like the clearance pack where you only get like three. One big one. Lots of small (laughs) ones. (laughs) Your knobby knob. I've no idea where this is going. I think I'm that's scared. what we should call it—a knobby knob. Well, you after get like oval-shaped ones. See, <laughs> there. This yeah. is this more 
The meets the eye. I'm going to trademark the knobby knob. Mm-hmm. The knobby knob. The knobby knob. Good stocking stuffer. I thought Manoba knob was the capital of Namibia in Africa. I think that's already been They changed it. Oh, yes. It's Zimbabwe now. After colonialism, they changed the name. Yes, why don't you throw random Brazilian... Brazilian. Brazilian. Sorry, I'm, I've got a Brazilian on my mind. Really? <laughs> Sao Paulo. That's not quite what I thought. That's how you see if that knobby That's knob works. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> yes. That's forestation. You're thinking of knobby lab, aren't you? Yes, I am. <laughs> huh? There's a show dying to get out, Michelle. Okay. In the same way that ribbed condoms work, having beads under the skin of the penis can lead to added stimulation for both the male and the female partner. Helping. What if it's two dudes? I think stimulation still plays a part. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Helping them to achieve orgasm and perhaps make them more intensive. In most intensive cases, care. Yeah. In most cases, patients recover from the purling after just two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. But like with any operation, there are some risks with getting genital beads inserted. Doctors warn that the procedure can cause tetanus. Nice. Banality. You don't want lockjaw. What's Banality. That? It's when it's really boring. Yeah, yeah it's like. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not really interested. I'm not in, it's kind of like apathy. Banality. <laughs> banality. <laughs> like the curse or, of Oak Island suffers from banality. And this escalated gangrene. Oh. Yeah, and in serious cases, it could lead to the penis being. Amputated. Well, let's go and buy a packet of condoms, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> right. I Lots do deeper. like green eggs and ham. those who are considering purling should always do their research and book in with a licensed professional yes don't try this at home with a youtube video and a packet of beads knit one pearl two show up in a van and a card table knit one pearl necklace michael's beads speed bump or run forest gum see what i did there yeah i like it i got it nice (laughs) <laughs> I'm happy with that scenario. Mm. A French mayor is handing out free Viagra to couples in his town in a desperate bid to boost the local birth rate. Jean <laughs> de Boussy, the mayor of Montreux in northern <laughs> France, said he was favourable to the distribution of little blue pills in an official decree. He hopes the move will give lovers romping and lead to more pregnancies as the town's number of children plummets. Wouldn't it be better to put together some sort of child support payments in kindergarten places? Might be a better way to go. <laughs> Adoption. Try, that's the sort of thing. Try this blue chiclet. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's in the it water. A turn, it? It's a bag of beads. <laughs> Nice. Magic beads. <laughs> yes, I started out with a cow and now I've got a bag of magic beads. <laughs> this is why they call me Jack and the Beanstalk. Unbelievable. Urgent action was prompted when two local schools were threatened with closure because of a lack of youngsters. The offer applies to all couples who already live in the village and others who move in from elsewhere. Debuzi said he had not yet obtained a supply of the drugs and would need a local council approval before the pills were distributed. So a politician making things up. Who mm. knew? Even what? in France. I got a Viagra stuck in my throat once and had a stiff neck for a week. <sighs> yeah, yeah. That one was not met with cheers. Mm. <laughs> However... Doubt has been cast over his promise as French law dictates that men need a prescription to get 
Viagra. And being ready to go does not necessarily lead to conception, does it? There's many a slip twixt cup and lip. (laughs) (laughs) No. The drug works by allowing blood vessels to relax and expand, leading to an increased blood flow in the penis. Since its debut in 1998, it's enabled millions of men to take control of their sex life and allow for a little more action in the bedroom. Some men have reported being able to have sex just 12 minutes after taking Viagra, which I believe is exactly the same time the first ad break starts on the curse of Oak Island. Yes. <laughs> wow. Higher birth rates have long been encouraged in France so that younger generations can look after its aging population. There we go. I'll move, maybe. Or French baby. You oh. decide. Go baby. to our Facebook site. French baby. A baby. By going to our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee, Miss Morris, you have the last story of the night and the round that we call Not For Your Mother. This is the Not For Your Mother round, right? Not or not. 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 Not for your mom. Or my mom. Or anybody's mom. Is there a story in there? (laughs) The bar's going to close soon and I want a pizza. Hurry up. This makes me happy to tell you the story then. Uh Uh-huh. Woman punches boyfriend in the dick and it bursts. <laughs> the dick? Nice. It bursts? That's a punch right there. <laughs> That's a dick busting punch. Don't upset Ronda Rousey. Scrope punch. Yeah. I'm imagining those big water balloons. <laughs> oh, do you remember those things the, the as end of kids? It. That um, they were like liquid snakes and you'd oh, grab they, them and yes. then they'd fly off. Shoot off. off and yes. then grab... I always wanted one. I never got one. They got banned in Britain. Why? Because they were made in somewhere like Indonesia and the inside was like sewage. No. no. Ah. Yes, 100% correct. Oh, that is not banned in disgusting. The I'm imagining no more. that explosion. You look down and it looks like the end of an exploded cigar. Oh. oh. back like oh, a... Right. Right. <sighs> Well, we can only hope the victim is okay after this incident. According to police in Pennsylvania, 32-year-old Michaela Hutner lives outside Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and she went to her ex-boyfriend's house last Sunday night. He's the ex now. Can you tell? Mm, Maybe he deserved it. But he he wasn't home. You know, he's not good anymore as a boyfriend. He wasn't home, yo. No, he didn't. So she waited. She decided to wait and waited, wait, then she waited some more. And when he showed up around 1 a.m., of course, you know, that's probably right around the time the bars close. Yep. And he's probably no. bringing a little bit of side home. Ooh. I don't know. She was inside his house and she demanded to know where he'd been and then started hitting him. So he told her to leave and showed her to the door. But on her way out, she landed one more punch. Right in the sweet spot. Mm. Right in the sweet to his lavender field. Johnson. And hit him so, <laughs> and hit him so hard that his junk burst. Oh, she was mad. <laughs> How did it burst though? How did it burst? <laughs> like this. Oh, <laughs> that's not going down. <laughs> the egg fell out of the basket. 
Wow. <laughs> <laughs> even Easter. Wow. I know it wasn't Easter. We don't want to get into too graphic. Yes, we do. Yeah, we do. Details. And I was looking at this article thinking, yeah, I do. Tell yeah, me yeah, all about it. I want to see about, it. Tell me about the ragged split and the egg kind of oozing out with a little veinage. Did they sew it back together? I'm imagining, do you know in this country you get like ground beef in a big tube? Yes. Imagine like a semi going over that. (laughs) That's what I'm imagining. Oh, Well, what had actually happened is that she had hit him directly in the family jewels. Nice. So the nut basket or the cabbage rolls. Nutwig. She kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Nutwig city limits. <laughs> right, right. She kind of, you know, squared him on that. And what ended up happening is one of the jewels fell out. Oh, so... <laughs> oh, oh no. A boiled oh. egg fell out. <laughs> <laughs> the duck egg <laughs> is now hanging by a tendon. <laughs> I, yeah, I was just going to say, by a thread. <laughs> oh, look at the <laughs> Like an eyeball. Like a, like a disco dog. ball. Yeah, <laughs> and sad he, disco ball. And he was swinging. <laughs> I bet. Like, like a pendulum. He had to have gone to the moon. <laughs> What time is it, Kenny? Time to put your nut back. <laughs> time to call the ambulance. Nope. You got another one? <laughs> you only need one. It's disgusting. His ball exploded. You can get a bead. <laughs> yes, his ball exploded and it fell out. <laughs> And the dog's chewing on it. Oh, yeah. Cat's batting it around. Jay <laughs> makes his own sauce. <laughs> Picked it up, ran with it. Yeah. He <laughs> did that dog back. Oh, jeez. Jay's like chewing. Look at <laughs> It's rubbery. It's a little bit rubbery. That's terrible. I know. An ambulance took him to the hospital, and we haven't seen any updates yet. But he told cops even Michaela looked worried when she realized the extent of the damage of the egg falling out of the basket she's facing charges for reckless endangerment simple assault simple simple that was not simple yes it was one punch to the nuts simple you can't get simpler than that one punch to the groinage the egg basket the cabbage roll nutwig the nutwig the grandfather's clock <laughs> You're making stuff up. I've never They're seen great. it. I'm glad you said clock. <laughs> Did you ever get punched in the willy? Oh, yeah. Not this yeah. week. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. I've been kicked there during <gasps> soccer matches, and when I used to be a fencer, there's been a few times where three foot of tempered steels managed to find its way in. Woo! Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why you wear a box or a. Oh, cup did you just say three foot of tempered steel? <laughs> yeah, that's what a foil would be. That's, yeah, that's what found its into. way into you my willy. You know what about fencing, Chad? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, that's why people get into the sport. Yeah, <laughs> actually, it was at a competition. It was the Portsmouth Open in the south of England, and I actually saw a guy cut himself there. He had to go to the hospital, and you wear white as a fencer, so it looked terrible. He had a big puddle of red <laughs> all in his britches, and uh, yeah, he was walking gingerly the following day. He was circumcised, sure. huh? 
Well, well they, uh, they got the sack, is what happened. <laughs> <laughs> that's what got. That's what took place. Well, she was also facing harassment and felony aggravated assault. So good on her. Way to go, Michaela Jewel Knocker. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Buying a ticket for the policeman's ball. <laughs> wow. A punch in the ball. Oh, that's not good at all. You decide. Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. And a big thank you to all of our listeners, thank all of you, our watchers, our video in the corner of the room that we forget is there, of course, but you're spying on us from the corner of the studio. Thank you for donating to the show. Thank, thank you, you for your dollar. And we'll see you in the same place at the same time next week. See you. Goodbye. Well, all good things come to an end. So let's look at tonight's scores in last place with the K2 meter and the dead batteries. Myself, who never got <gasps> off of a score... Of four, I get a night out with a little boy that smells of rust and rotting detritus in a mansion somewhere in I wouldn't say that Lancashire. Mm. <laughs> Good times. In third place tonight is Miss Morris, who scored herself a resplendent so. six. She gets a double shocker with a fake psychic and a $1.5 million bill for an attorney that she never used. Oh. oh, right, there's the double shocker. In second place tonight is Chad, who scored a remarkable James Bond 007. Yeah. He gets a nice hot steaming bowl of great Uncle Dave with croutons. Oh, God. But in first place, sharing. You're going to share this with us. You've won a lot recently. I'm going to have to put a stop to that. Hey. <laughs> Winning the $33,000 <laughs> IR camera is Michelle. She gets a romantic evening out with a camel in the local zoo. Yay. Hump day. <laughs> Can be every day. Oh, yeah, Mikey. Fear listener, remember we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time. And I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre, and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. And you can now jump over to SoundCloud or any of our platforms, MQTA Radio. We do an extra 20 to 25 minutes in the studio and around that we call Not For Your Mother that we cannot read out on air you've been listening to more questions and answers the only paranormal news quiz anywhere in the world with adrian lee we are the very best in paranormal news entertainment the light before the darkness my gratitude and greatest thanks to michelle corrie heather morris and chad peters it just remains for me to say thank you for listening and remember be interested and interesting good night